0: I love you Lord for your mercy never fails me all my days I've been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up until I lay my hand Father in the name oh, of Jesus we thank you for the good assistance we thank you for giving us your one and only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for this season where you remind us that you so loved us that you gave us your only begotten Son. For if you did not withhold him, how much more would you through him give us all things? And because of the confidence in this word, we are thankful that you are our Father. And most importantly, we thank you that you are that you call us your children. We pray that may Christ alone continually be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. We thank God for yet another opportunity. Indeed, we must work the works of Him who has sent us. Wow, it is day. For the night season of our life is coming. And if 2020 and 2021 have not taught us everything, time is really going out. And the ninth season of our lives, where we cannot do the will of God any longer, or we cannot work for God any longer, is going to come. We are going to our study on the unusual in the usual, and I'd like to wish everyone a merry, merry Christmas. And this our Christmas message to you: the Christmas season is where the Church Universal decide to remember the birth. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Obviously, it is clear that Jesus was not born on 25th December, and I know there's so much um debates about whether you should celebrate Christmas or not. But Paul said that let no man judge you in day, in the Sabbath, in full moon, in what you eat or what you drink. So as the church universal, they chose this day, which was formerly a day that um, was used for a particular festival of carnivals and the church at that time decided to seize that opportunity just as the way God seized the Pentecost to outpour his Holy Spirit upon the 120. The church also decided to seize the moment when people were celebrating a pagan festival. They decided to use that moment because a lot of people gather for that festival to capitalize on it and preach the gospel. So whether you celebrate Christmas or not, (laughs) but we just thank God for this season, where as a church, we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And last week, we started with the part one of the unusual in the usual, and our scripture was from Proverbs chapter 10, verse 24, that lets us understand that the expectation of the righteous shall never be cut short. Every righteous person has certain expectation. And of course, the expectation of a righteous man is something righteous. And the writer is letting us know that it will never be cut short. And last week, I gave the example that the best way to understand when somebody is expecting something is to see how a young lady in particular, young guys to do the same thing, but how a young lady who is awaiting Mr. Right, any man that comes her way, she begins to scan the man <laughs> to know if he is Mr. Right or not. So that's expectation. So when they are going for funerals, when they are going for weddings, when they are going for programs, when they are stepping out of their house, they are always conscious of the fact that they may meet somebody any place. So last week I talked about my friend who said she's a wise virgin. We never know where you meet. And it's that same attitude that we should have, especially in this season. Because God always moves through the usual to catch our attention. And last week, we started off looking at the various unusualness that happened in the usual activities of people. And it was people who were able to descend and recognize the uniqueness of that season or the uniqueness of that opportunity they were able to have that angelic or that visitation from god and we just like to continue from where we ended off last week last week we ended up by talking about hebrews 13 verse 2 that do not be afraid to entertain strangers for some have entertained angels without knowing so it's usual for those times especially in those times when travelers are going to a particular land mostly they know that the saints are here so they knock and they seek um, accommodation, mostly for a night or two. And the writer of Hebrews was saying that you should not be afraid to be hospitable to entertain these people. Just as like the way Abraham entertained three men and Lot entertained two people that came to see him. For them, they were able to discern that these people that they were entertaining were of God. So we want to start off with an interesting scripture in Acts chapter 10, verse 9. The that. Yeah, the unusual in the usual. Acts chapter 10, verse number 9. It's a, it's a passage that is very interesting. And When I was just reading it, I was just imagining how if um, somebody, a papa, <laughs> or if uh, the average Christian in Ghana and Africa um, has this type of dream, what would be the response of the dream. So here's the case that Peter was hungry. Okay, let me not go ahead of myself. So let's see what it says. Acts chapter 10, verse 9. And I read, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew now into a city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry. Very hungry. papa gets very hungry. <laughs> and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. So Papa Peter... You know, if you read from the verse, the verse 1, there was when angels came to visit Cornelius and they gave Cornelius an instruction to come and look for Peter in Joppa. But now this is Papa Peter. And the Bible said that he went on top of the house to pray. So please, those of you who are here to build your house, please build places where you can pray, whether it be a room underground or wherever, but have prayer places in your room or in your house. And he said that whilst Peter was praying, he became very hungry, very hungry. And the ladies were making food, but their food delayed. So the Bible said that he fell into a trance. That is what, um, let's see what another version says. This is the, the um, that's the King James Version. Let's see how the NIV puts it. The NIV says that he became very hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Now let's take note. He saw heaven and something like a large sheet being let down to the earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Oh. Then a voice told him, "Get up, Peter. Kill and eat." Surely not, Lord. Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found him, found out where Simon's house was, and stopped at the gate. We were not looking at um the the importance of the dream per se but we are looking at the context in which we are studying that take this average situation imagine an average Ghanaian now you are hungry and you go to sleep and you see one you are hungry and or you fell into a trance the first thing that would have occurred to somebody was that or imagine I told somebody my dream the first thing that you were you hungry and you have taken the hunger to to bed or to, to, to sleep. And it's very natural for us to interpret it that way. The second thing is that, I don't know, but there seems to be a certain theology. I don't know who started that doctrine, that when you have a dream <laughs> and you see food or you somebody giving you food, they are trying to poison you. And I've heard this several years. I even think they have books or documents where they have dreams and their meanings. <laughs> i wonder if peter was in our generation and peter had this dream I want to tell a brother about it i can be assured that 99 of the brothers that he would tell he would tell this dream to, would definitely not get the interpretation correct but this is what you want to study this will look like a normal situation because there are many times that ecclesiastes tells us that through a man's activities in a day it's likely that you can take your activities in a day to a dream and in fact, there's a research that says that everybody drinks an average of six to seven times in a day or in a night. So somebody was hungry and he fell asleep or fell into a trance and he saw food come down from heaven. Little did Peter know, or little are we aware at the beginning, the import of this message. But this message was what literally opened up, this is the message that God sent to Peter, that opened up salvation to the gentiles God through the dream was telling Peter that whatever I have called clean do not call on king signaling to Peter that the people that we used to call on king God has cleansed them and God decided to use food but now the issue is Peter was sensitive enough to be able to recognize the unusual in this usual phenomena. you know most of times <laughs> if I'm watching something or if I watch a particular football match and I, I fell in love with the match and I sleep, I can imagine myself coaching <laughs> in the dream or playing some of the football or even watch a movie, something of that sort. So these things are natural occurrences and same was in Peter's situation. But Peter was able to discern that this so-called natural phenomenon was actually a supernatural occurrence. And for many of us, one, we would have ignored this dream or this encounter, too. Many of us would have wrongly interpreted this dream. Many of us would have said that hey, somebody's trying to poison me. Imagine that you saw uh <laughs> there, but I you going to appreciate the fact that there's always an unusual in the usual, and this is what this series is trying to do. We are trying to wet your appetite through the agency of God's word that God is visiting his people, especially in this season, especially as we are drawing the curtains down. To another cycle to another season to another year. God is preparing, God is setting. in fact, there's an increase of angelic activities during this season of the year. But it is up to us to be like Peter, to be like Moses, to be like the widow, to be able to descend, to be able to notice that unusual in the usual. Now let's look at a scripture in First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8, following. Now, Paul is letting us know that, which none of the princes of this world knew, for if they had known, they would not have crucified the, the Lord of glory. And I'm sure many of us are familiar with this scripture. He said that the princes of this world, day to day, were not able to detect the unusual in this usual. You see, the wise men were able to know that this star that is shining in the sky in the east, there is something unusual about this star. This, and I'm surprised that the priests of the world could not even detect upon all that Jesus was doing. They could not detect something about him, despite all the prophecies that had come about him, all the prophecies of Isaiah, all the prophecies of Jeremiah, all the prophecies in the Old Testament concerning the birth of somebody who would take upon himself, upon his shoulders, the government of the world. So you see, they despise that usual boy, that usual man of Galilee, that usual carpenter. And the Bible says that if they had known, they would have crucified him. If only we would have known our hour of visitation, we wouldn't have missed it. If only we have known our destiny helpers when they came, we would not have missed it. If only we had known our kairos moments, we wouldn't have missed them. But I pray for us all that we will not miss every visitation of God in this season and beyond, in the name of our Lord Jesus. So he's saying that for if they have known, they won't have done it. Verse 9. But it is written, I has not seen, ear has neither heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for them, that you. There The things that God has prepared for us, not that God is preparing for us or God will prepare for us, but He has prepared for us. God has prepared some things for you. And it's not things that your eyes could see, nor your ear could hear, nor can you enter into the heart. But there are things that were them, but He has revealed them unto us. By the spirit. So the things that God has made prepared for us, we can only know about them by the spirit. Why? Because it is the spirit that searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of another man, save the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Hmm. Paul is letting us understand that we know that God has prepared deep things for us. Things that our eyes cannot see, things our ears cannot hear, things our hearts cannot perceive. But there are things that can only be revealed unto us through the agency of the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to, he doesn't just stop it there, but he's saying that in the verse 12. But now you have received, not the spirit of the world, the spirit of God, you see, it's like saying that your father has left um, a mans- mansions for you, your father has left companies for you, your father has left keys for you. Of course, after the lawyer finished talking, the next thing is, Where are the documents? That's all you need. <laughs> you have finished wetting my appetite for the preparations for the inheritance my father has left for me, but I need the documents to access these things, and that's what Paul is telling us that. You know about the things that God has to pray for us. These things, we can only know them by the Spirit. And now, you see, if you are ended over there, you will leave some room for debate. Hey, so this Spirit, how do I get it? But he went on to tell us that but we have received everybody who has expressed faith in Christ and has accepted the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. And he gives it that we might know the things he has freely, given to us this is what i call the generosity of the father these are things that god has freely given to you these are not things that god is waiting to transact a business for you to get it you see that is why it's very important that we know god as our father not as a businessman because that these are things he has freely 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 given to us God is not waiting for you to come and do something. It is things that He has freely given to us. Remember Romans 5 8? For while we were yet enemies of God, while we were yet criminals, while we were yet sinners, God freely gave us Jesus Christ. How much more now that we are born again? How much more now that He calls us His children? There are a lot of things He has freely given to us. And these things, your eyes cannot see them, your ears cannot hear them. Your heart cannot perceive them. They can only be discerned by the Spirit. Verse 13, which things we also speak, not with words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. These things we are talking about are not carnal things. You see, most people talk about the blessings of the Lord. The first thing or the only thing that comes into many of us our minds is man. The only thing that comes into our mind is a job. The only thing that comes into our mind is a spouse. Forgetting that money and spouse and jobs are only a result of the true blessings of God. You see, when God told Abraham, I will bless you. God was not saying, I'll give you money. God was giving Abraham something. And that thing upon Abraham's life is what attracted money. Money is a result of something. That's why the Bible tells us that seek ye first the kingdom, because immediately you have this thing first in your life, money and all the other things come as a result of it. So Paul is letting us know that these things we are talking when we talk about carnal things, we are talking about spiritual things. And the verse fourteen, but the natural man, the man who is not born again cannot receive these things their intellects they cannot receive them the philosophers they cannot receive them the educated people they cannot receive them The nobles cannot receive them it's only those who are spiritual those who are born again those whose spirits have come alive unto god he said that but they are foolishness unto him neither can he know them because they are spiritually the same you see that is why whenever we say that that's why if you are a believer when we talk about the blessings of God, the only thing that comes into your mind is money, cars, you are a carnal believer. If these are the only things that occur to you, and if these are the only parameters that you use to judge whether you are blessed or not, you are carnal, you need to come up here. And you see, for some people, those who are not even born again as the natural man, as for them, they don't appreciate these things. example when we tell people that when john writes that what manner of love is this that god has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of god telling a natural man this that you are now a child of god people don't appreciate it They say ah child of god (laughs) how does that help me but these same people when you tell them that you are a child of jeff bezos you are a child of tesla um, Elon Musk you are a child of being great they are able to connect how in quote, blessed you are but these same people they are not able to appreciate that you are the child of the uncreated creator because they are natural men that's why for many of us we don't, we are not able to genuinely give God thanks and praise because we don't appreciate the blessings of being a child of God these are spiritual things but Paul is that these things they don't know them why don't they know that? because spiritual things are the same verse 15 but he that is spiritual judge all things yet he himself is judge of no man verse 16 for who hath known the mind of christ that he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ why do we have the mind of christ because we have that personality that searches all things of christ and reveals them to us who we call the Holy Spirit. In this season, you need to be spiritually active because spiritual activities are spiritually descent. This is the only way you can notice the unusual in the usual. In this season of visitation, in this season of the miracles, in this season of the impact of God releasing all and graces, you need to be spiritual enough to be able to descend when God is in the neighborhood. But the natural man Cannot know these things, for in fact they are foolishness unto him, neither can he understand them because they are spiritually discerned You must be able to discern the times and seasons. You must be able to discern the moves of God. You know, a time came that people came to ask Jesus that you have said this will happen, this will happen. When are these things happening? The and the Pharisees. And he says that you people, you are some way. You are able to look into the atmosphere and tell that because the clouds are gathering, it's going to rain. You're able to observe the full moon. You're able to observe nature and predict the seasons that are coming. Yet still, you cannot predict the seasons in the Spirit. Yet still, you cannot predict the moves of God. It means that as a believer, you should be able to sense the seasons that God is taking you through. That is why I keep saying that in this season, God is meeting our expectation every promise of 2021, God does not intend of taking it to 2022, but can you spiritually discern that kind of moment in your life? And that's why this series is very important because God is awakening us that the expectation of the righteous shall not be captured, but many of us are not spiritually alive. We are not spiritually discerned enough to be able to notice the movements of God. Somewhere There are some things moving Something's changing. See his glory. It feels like heaven on earth in this season. Something is moving. Things are changing. The glory of God is coming. Can you align yourself? Can you be like the children of Issachar who can descend the seasons and the times? It's very important. Other than that, you do make God a liar in your life. But the Bible says, let God be true. Let God's way. Be true in your life. Every promise for the year 2021, let God be true in your life. May you be active enough to know when God is moving. May you be spiritually discerning enough, like Lot's in the instance when the three men that were coming I was outside like, and Lot held them and said, Please, you are not going anywhere. Come into my house. Can you be like Abraham who can sense that these three people that are coming, Charlie? They are no ordinary men. so he told sarah sarah please bake something that three people are coming they are not ordinary people abraham was able to descend them and in this season even as we remember the birth of our lord and savior jesus christ it was a season where god visited the earth it was a season when something was happening in a little manger and very few people were away it only was it was only shepherds and wise men from the east that we able to sense that something was going on. You see, even Mary herself was somehow skeptical. So when the men from the east and the shepherds came, the Bible said, that, "And Mary treasured all these things in her heart, because she herself she was not <laughs> she was not fully aware of what was going on, but she treasured these seasons. May you we'll be able to spiritually discern the seasons that God is speaking us through. And I just have the list of. Um, 10 activities that we should consciously do or consciously live out as a result of we being spiritual. But before that, let's look at Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. You know, this is after Peter had given a review (laughs) that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. You see, so even though Jesus was with the people, Jesus was with his brothers. You know, in John chapter 7, his brothers came to laugh at him that, hey, you this man have been doing show in your house. Now there's a big festival going on. You won't go and do your show in public. You see, even his brothers could not discern, could not discern that their elder brother was something unique. There was something unusual about him. So there's a song that says, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would walk upon the waters? Mary, did you know? That your baby boy was a fulfillment of prophecy, Mary. Did you know that you carried God in your home, Mary? Did you know? And tonight, God is asking us that, Brother, do you know that I am visiting you and your household, sister? Do you know that I am visiting you? Do you know? So, let's look at something in John, Matthew chapter 16. So, after Peter has said that thou art the Christ, then Jesus let said that I'm going to die, and Peter said that peter is very interesting peter took jesus aside and rebuked him but we are not looking at that (laughs) i want to just look at the statement jesus said in response to the action of peter that's in the verse 23 matthew 16 the verse 23 but he turned and said unto peter get thee behind me satan so you see jesus was able to detect was able to discern that even though it was the voice of peter it was the words of the devil thou art an offence to me for thou savest not the things that be of God but those that be of men. Another version says that you are not mindful of the things of God but you are only mindful of the things of men. So it is season in order for you to receive the expectation or in order for you to receive answers to your expectation I have 10 things I want you to do. Number one is to be mindful of the things of God and not the things of men. Be aware, be conscious of the activities of God. Be conscious about it. So in Romans chapter 8, it tells us, to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To have your mind set on things about In this season, it's not a season for you to play the buffoonery. It's a season for you to be spiritually alert. It's a season to have your spiritual antennas high. It's a season for you to mind the things of God. It's a season for you to meditate on the man Jesus Christ. It's a season for you to meditate on the works of Jesus. It's a season for you to find yourself in environments that stimulates that keeps your attention of jesus so for you not to miss that moment for you not to miss the visitation. number one you should be spiritually minded number two you should be aware of the environment you find yourself in because mosquitoes come to a place because the environment is suitable for them you don't need to be a high level scientist (laughs) So you find that insects come to a place because they find suitable conditions. Number one, the availability of food. Number two, the good temperature that they like. So you know that every environment and a particular animal or insect that attracts itself. So also your spiritual or your atmosphere determines the spirits that you invite. So to be spiritually minded. It means, or for you to be able to discern when God is moving, one, you should be spiritually minded, two, you should be conscious about the atmosphere and the environment you constantly find yourself in. That is why I think I've encouraged you that if it's possible, if you share, if you don't share a room with somebody or the person does in mind, always sleep with goodly music playing. Always expose yourself to an environment that attracts angelic visitations because there is no way <laughs> you find a mosquito, or you find a mouse, or you find a rat, or you find those sort of animals in a clean environment. So Jesus himself said that where the dead body is, that's where the vultures will gather. It's as simple as that. (laughs) Where the dead body is, that's where the vultures will gather. So where you create an enabling environment for angelic visitation is those environments that call, that attract, that provides the conducive environment for angelic visitation. What are the movies you watch? What are the kind of music you expose yourself? What environment are you having? What conversations do you engage in? And you see, So to be mindful of the environment means that one, you are mindful of your thought life. Two, you are mindful of the conversations you engage in. Three, you are mindful of the things you listen to and you watch. That is why it's obvious that whenever you listen to the news about the unemployment rate, about the tax situation, about the hiking prices, about the unbearable economy, you, have, you feel a sense of fear, a sense of awakeness to the reality of what is going on around you. And in the same way, when you create the atmosphere conducive for the move of God, you can sense the presence of God. So the reason why many of us the presence of God doesn't feel real to us is because we have not created those enabling environments. Be mindful of the conversations you have. You can't have conversations about some other some things and expect a revelation to come. If I always say this, that most of the things I didn't share on the podcast, they are true discussions, discussions I'm having with people. In fact, this series came about as a discussion. I was just listening to something, and it came the unusual. In the usual. Many you know, of the things I learned, they happen through normal situations. But imagine I was chatting about something else. I don't want to mention some things, as Paul said, they should not be mentioned among believers. So please, I want to mention it. The type of movies you watch, the music, with the books, the articles you read create an environment that attracts angelic visitation. To be spiritual, it means to be aware. Of the associations and the relationships we join ourselves to. So when we are doing, remember Lot's wife. Remember the first thing I said was that Lot was saved because he was related to Abraham. So it had very little to do with Lot. It had everything to do with Abraham. It had very little to do with Lot's daughters. It had everything to do with Abraham. So there's a certain association join. You find yourself in largely affects what attracts to you or what comes to you. So if you are associated with Abraham, the Bible says that for the blessings of Abraham are yours just because of your association with the seed of Abraham, who is Jesus Christ. So in this season, be mindful of the people, not just in this season, in your life. Be mindful of the associations you find yourself. And it is so interesting that believers. Are in political association sports association old school um, former school associations but these same people are not in any godly association when you tell them to join the church department they come up with excuses when you tell them to join this good fellowship they come up with excuses when you even invite them to listen to the podcast they come up with excuses but these same people have the energy have the time to join association of sports politics Talking about useless things. Not that sports and politics are wrong. No. But that the association you find yourself in attracts certain things. If you want angelic deliverance like Lot, you need to be joined to Abraham. You need to be mindful of the people you call your friends. You see, it's an advice that we have had since day one. Show me your friend and I'll show your character. But it's one the advice that we so undermine. You know, I had a story of a lady who could not show her husband-to-be to most of her friends because she knew that these her friends, if they find out who her husband or who her fiancé is, she's in trouble. But the sad thing was that these most of these ladies were her bridesmaids, So she was very, very careful. And I'm like, why would you want to find yourself in a company where you know that almost all your bridesmaids are jealous that you are the one getting married? What kind of association is this? So you end up fighting unnecessary battles. Why would you have an association of jealous people? Why would you have an association of people who are just holding knives behind their back? Everybody's holding a knife behind their back, just looking for who will pay so that they will stop you see you can't find yourself in such association and attract angelic assistance because whether you realize it or not they also influence you because you know everybody's holding a knife behind their back you would also hold the knife <laughs> waiting for who to stop and yet all these people are your bridesmaids people you know are envious and jealous that you had a good man may god deliver us and may we not underestimate these advices you have been hearing since eternity <laughs> to be spiritual means that you are aware or you are careful of what and where you invest your treasures and basically I do talk about your treasures i talk talking about your money your time your gifts and your energies you see because Abraham was aware that these people were coming were no ordinary people he told the wife, prepare a meal for me. If he had to go and kill his biggest cow, he would have done it. Because he knew that it's a worthy investment. So, Lot also told them, actually, I may not have space in my house. But as for you, dear, if I have to vacate the master bedroom, just so that you can sleep, I don't mind doing it. That is why when the people of the town came, he told them, actually, I have virgin daughters. Eh? Do not touch these people. These people are special. So, Lot was willing to invest his daughters just to protect these men. To, to be spiritual. To be able to descend the seeds of God. It means that you know where you invest your time, your energy, your gifts, your talents, and your resources. What do, are you spending money most on in this season? Seller, home. To be spiritual means is to value, is to be aware or to be conscious of the things you value in life. Many of us, the things we value in life is money. So if the gentleman has money, I respect him. If he doesn't have money, voila. You know, I've seen some people treat you, see, I may be wrong, but just from their eyes, <laughs> they look at you, especially ladies. <laughs> ladies, I'm sorry it's only ladies who are looking for beloved, immediately, maybe you join and you go to church, and everybody are saying, Oh, introduce yourself. If you are a young, cool dude, good job, good looking, nice car, and you come and stand up, Oh, I am Brother Sam, automatically, all the girls are looking attentively at you. Immediately, you say, Oh, are you in a relationship? Oh, yes, maybe I have a fiance, about to get married. Then all of them, their face will just bow down, like they are not interested in you again. they have nothing to do with you again. Like <laughs> automatically you become annoying to them. And many people look at you like that. When you enter a place, they're just waiting to be able to discern. Hey, what, what does he do? If they hear, he says, it's a good paying job, and the things become all oh, nice and caring. If they hear, he's unemployed, or he's jumping from work to work, then you become annoying to them. So you see, their value systems are wrong. So remember, the I pause that. We know no man after the flesh, but because we have a wrong value systems, we don't know how to honor people. We are not able to tell the people to honor. We honor people based on the wrong parameters. We, and as ladies and gentlemen, we don't even know the people to look out for, for somebody to be life partners That's why many people are going around, how will I know he's the right person for me? How will I know she's the right person for me? The reason why we are asking these questions is because we ourselves, we are not the right people. Every good person or every right person is able to identify a fellow right person. Every right, if you are a right person, if you are a perfect spouse, you'll be able to identify a potential perfect spouse. But because you know that you yourself are there, there are plenty question marks, you're unable to identify when a genuine and a good person comes your way. You have the wrong value systems. So I remember, I, was, I think I saw on somebody's status how um, I think it was a, 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 a TikTok video someone did on I think a radio show, and they had guys on one side, ladies on one side, and the ladies were like, they want a traditional man, a man who still knows how to cook for their wife, a the man who knows how to. Um, Open a door for a lady, a man who knows how to treat a lady as a lady. And the guy asked them, you that you are there? Are you a, a traditional woman, traditional in codes? And he said, And he asks, Which of you sitting here is a virgin? And nobody could raise their hand. So, all of you there, you are not virgins, yet you want somebody who's a virgin. All of you here, yeah, you don't know how to cook, you don't know how to treat a man, you don't know how to honor a man, yet you want somebody who will love you. Mercy, check your value systems. What are the things? That you appreciate the most in people and in life and what are the things i've said this one already that you feed yourself that is the environment you find yourself and lastly to be able to be discerning um, seasons of visitation one atmosphere you must create around yourself is a must is the atmosphere of thanksgiving this cannot be said too much immediately you are a chronic thanksgiver you cannot be a complainer, a member, a doubter. So you remember we well, are doing, remember what's why? When we look at the Israelites, they were always complaining and murmuring that you want to go back to Egypt. If only they had thanked God for the deliverance of the Red Sea. If only they would have thanked God for manna. If only they would have thanked God for the water coming out of the world. If only they would have thanked God that their feet never got swollen and their shoes grew with them. For He sent them forth with silver and gold and not one of them lack anything. If only they have been careful throughout this journey, they would have spent 40 years in the wilderness. Create the atmosphere of Thanksgiving. Be a chronic Thanksgiver. There way some people are like chronic and um, um, what asthmatic patients or chronic have chronic diseases. Chronic means it's persistent. It doesn't go anywhere. It is with you for life. Be a chronic Thanksgiver. Create an atmosphere of Thanksgiving. And I can assure you that in this year, 2021 will not pass without you getting your expectation from the Lord. 2021 will not pass without you receiving the things that God has freely given to us the unusual in the usual. Be full of thanksgiving, be full of praise. Zephaniah says that, Zafania 3, that sing for the Lord is mighty in this I think we should read it Zephaniah chapter 3 those who are able to discern that the Lord is in his people they would sing so Zephaniah 3 I think the last verse or let's see from the verse um, 16 on that day they will say to Jerusalem do not fear Zion do not let your hands hang limp the, 17, the Lord is with you the mighty warrior who saves he will take great delight in you in his love he will no longer rebuke you but we will rejoice over you with singing. I will remove from you all who mourn over the loss of your appointed festivals, which is a burden and a report for you. At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame. I will gather the exiles. I will give them praise and honor in the land where they have suffered shame. At that time, I will gather you, and at that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the people when the Lord restores your fortune before your very eyes. God is mighty. So in the verse 14, he says, so because of all the things he's going to do for them, he said that in verse 14, saying, sing, daughter of Zion, shout aloud, Israel, be glad and rejoice, it's all your heart, daughter of Jerusalem, you see because of the things that God is doing for you, He's taking away reproach. He's crowning your head with goodness. He's going to make you a praise and a name of glory. He's saying because of what God is doing in your midst, the mighty warrior. He saying, sing aloud, shout for joy, O ye daughters of, of Jerusalem, shout for joy. Be full of thanksgiving. Be full of praise. For the Lord is mighty in your midst. You want to spend some time wherever you are shout for joy sing for joy because God is crowning your year with goodness. You would enjoy the generosity of the Father. The lines have fallen onto you in pleasant places. God is filling your mouth with laughter. Every reproach in the year 2021 God has taken it away. He is not now taking it away He has taken it away. Therefore sing for joy. I want to give God praise give God God praise, give God worship because God is mighty in your midst. He is wiping away every tear, He's healing the brokenhearted, He's setting into liberty those who are bound. Sing for joy, He's taking away your ashes and giving you beauty. Indeed, the lines are falling on you in pleasant places. The blessings of Abraham are yours. Nothing that God has promised you in the year 2021 would miss you. In the name of our Lord Jesus, there is a release of angelic activities. I sense it so strongly in this season that the heavens are open. We are walking under open, open heavens. Sing for joy. Sing for joy. 2021 will be your best year ever soon for joy 2021 is going to be the beginning of a series of victories the bible says in corinthians that Thanks be to God who continually leads us in triumphant possession. Your life is going to be a series of victory upon victory. Episode 1 will end in victory. Episode 2 will end in victory. Season 1 will end in victory. Season 2 will end in victory. All the seasons and the chapters of your life are ending in victory because God leads us in a triumphant possession. Therefore, daughter of Zion, therefore, sons of Jerusalem, sing for joy and passed out in the because the Lord is mighty in people. I pray for you that in this year, God will crown your year with laughter. Your days will be full of joy, even as you are spiritually alive and sensitive to detect the moves of God. May you not miss God in this season. May we not miss God in this season. May you be sensitive enough to know and to descend the unusual in the usual before the year ends invite someone to join this family of renewing our mind with the word of God make it your aim that you will invite at least one person to come and join this family whether on, on Apple Podcast or Spotify anyhow you listen or on the Telegram channel invite someone and that you should join us on the journey even as we renew our minds and feel free even as this year's coming to an end share your testimonies with us basically through the telegram channel by just searching the house of the father any testimony that you have for the year 2021 because of this podcast we would like to know about it and even as you are doing this, remember to give god your best and to make sure that the only thing you owe anymore is love see you next and bye bye